0: Homage to the Blessed One, Noble One, the Rightly Self-Awakened One. Homage to the Blessed One, Noble One, the Rightly Self-Awakened One. Homage to the Blessed One, Noble One, the Rightly Self-Awakened One. Welcome to all the monks and novices and blessings to all the laity. We are all interested in learning Dhamma through studying and listening to Dhamma At appropriate times and occasions, such as listening on important days in the Buddha Sasana, the Buddha's dispensation. Being diligent to study and listen to Dhamma together, we will gain what is beneficial in those Dhamma principles and apply it in our lives to correct and improve it. And listening to Dhamma is a tradition of all Buddhists, whether in Thailand or in other countries. We listen to Dhamma teachings because it brings us benefit. Though in the past, most of the laity would listen to Dhamma in order to gain merit. When it came to the lunar observance days, they went to listen to Dhamma. They would take the moral precepts and ask for a Dhamma discourse by the monks and listen to Dhamma. And if you ask them what they listen to Dhamma for, they may say, in order to gain merit. So they would sit and listen. And the Dhamma speaker would talk on different subjects and they would listen, but not really understand. Those listening, they did so to gain merit. When they heard the sound, they called it merit. This is called listening to Dhamma to gain merit. But in later generations, our education has improved. The way the laity feel and think has gone in the direction of prosperity and reasoning. So listening to Dhamma has expanded to search for causes and reasoning. In the present day, people should listen to Dhamma to find causes and reasoning for the arising of wisdom in order to know what is what. One is asking, what do we listen to Dhamma for? And after listening, what do we get from it? What are the benefits of it? As our mind is one who is learning, so we learn in this way. So, in the past, when all the monks would give sermons, they would read from the sutras or books for us to hear. But nowadays, there are a lot of people who have a high level of learning. They may even be more well read than the monks. The newer generation can find scriptures or books themselves, or nowadays, They are able to get a lot of knowledge from the world of the internet. And we may even listen to Dhamma and get drowsy whilst listening. We might even avoid it. And the monks who are ordained, they aren't really fluent in their words and delivery. They may not read it correctly and people may even get annoyed, which means that it has no result at all. So we have to be interested in listening to Dhamma, being determined to listen. Or we may try to use our thinking to follow what's being said. When I was with Venerable Ajahn Chah, he said that if he was teaching wrongly, then keep listening. If he was teaching correctly, then listen to it first. Take it to contemplate, but don't yet believe it. Just listen to it first. One with wisdom shouldn't believe easily. Even when the Lord Buddha gave a dumber talk to Venerable Sariputta the right hand, chief disciple, foremost in wisdom. And when this talk was over, the Buddha asked Venerable Sariputta, do you believe what I have just taught? And the Venerable Elder Sariputta replied that he still did not believe yet. He would take it first to consider, investigate and go over it, to reflect on it first until he would believe it. The Lord Buddha said, that is correct, Sariputta you have to take it to contemplate first. Those with wisdom should not believe easily. Therefore, listening to Dhamma, we listen, take it in and take it up to contemplate. Sometimes Venerable Ajahn Chah would teach that even if a novice monk said something correct, according to Dhamma, then it's worth listening to. So listening to Dhamma is not just listening to only monks. Even if we are with our friends and our friend speaks according to Dhamma, then it's worth listening to. Novices or laypeople may sometimes say something that is worth listening to and the monks living with them can take it to contemplate and it may lead to the arising of Dhamma. For one with wisdom, this is the case. Even if it is from laypeople who have various negative behaviours arise, Like when Venerable Ajahn Tongrat taught an elderly woman to give alms. The elderly woman got very angry and said, Who is this crazy ghost? The woman did not want to give alms and he was teaching her how to give alms and to make merit. The elderly woman was angry and so Venerable Ajahn Tongrat bowed down. He bowed. And somebody went to criticize this to Venerable Ajahn Mun that Ajahn Tongrat had bowed to a lay person. Ajahn Tongrat replied that, it wasn't like that. He was bowing to the Dhamma. Because that elderly woman became so angry and scolded him in various ways, but he was not angry in return. Instead, he bowed down and said, the Dhamma has arisen. The Dhamma has arisen. It was like this. So if a person has wisdom, They will be able to teach their mind. The wisdom will help the mind to not have suffering arise. Then we will always be able to listen to Dhamma. Like when Venerable Ajahn Chah said that wherever he went, he was always listening to the Dhamma of the Lord Buddha at all times. Even when he went abroad going to England, he said that he had wisdom all the time. The Lord Buddha was preaching to him all the time. This is one example. So Dhamma is important. When a person has Dhamma, then their suffering will be lessened. This is learning and practicing Dhamma, contemplating Dhamma, listening to Dhamma, training in Dhamma. Or even the one giving the Dhamma talk may have joy arise, have samadhi arise. Or even understand deeply into what they are teaching. And they may know the Dhamma. See the Dhamma. Or attain to Dhamma. This has happened before. So listening to Dhamma. Learning Dhamma. And discussing Dhamma. Has a great many benefits. It leads to the mind to be bright and cheerful. It can relieve doubts. Any Dhamma that one does not understand. One can understand it more deeply. The mind becomes brighter because they have wisdom. And this wisdom, we can build it in the world and in the Dhamma. In regards to the world, if we have problems in our daily life, and if we are to find a solution from the problem with intelligence, we have to be diligent and try to gain as much information as possible. And then we analyze the obtained data and see the good aspects, and which aspects lead to loss, and then we'll be able to come and solve problems in our daily life. We contemplate it well, and in detail, and with all encompassing knowledge. We evaluate the advantages and disadvantages, and then we can take action and solve that problem. We will be able to accomplish it with wisdom. So a person will overcome their suffering with diligence and effort. That is, with our own wisdom. We have to be diligent and act on it. But at times, it may be excessive effort. It might be too much pressure on ourselves. Like, we have a strong desire for peace. Especially for Westerners who come to practice Dhamma. They have a strong desire for peace. Because they have sacrificed everything already. Left their house. Left their possessions. Left their family their father and mother, and have gone in search. They are resolutely determined. But though they are doing it with resolution and sincerity, there are defilements that drive them. So this can cause inner disorder, because they want to get it quickly and to know it quickly. And this is quite scary too. For those who have a courageous faith, but have little wisdom. Venerable Ajahn Chah said, Be careful. Don't punish yourself too much. This is catching the wrong culprit. The real culprit is not in the body. It's in the mind. You have to try to do it first. Don't punish yourself too much. Don't expect too much. Just do it. Just the right amount. This right amount, we have to learn for ourselves. Just sleep the right amount. Walking meditation and sitting meditation and eating the right amount speaking the right amount. This we have to gradually learn in our Dhamma practice. But if we practice with desire that pushes us, then when we aren't able to get it, this will lead to another type of defilement coming up. It is the one that does not want to have, does not want to be, does not want to get. They want to get peace, but they don't want to have troubles. This then pushes our minds further. We practice for peace, but after we practice, then the defilements push us to be more troubled. We have to be very mindful of how our mind is. Sometimes we want to be alone and go off by ourselves and practice meditation to the fullest. When we go to do it, the mind again is all over the place. It's not calm When compared to doing the Kaurwat Patipada, the daily monastic routine, doing morning and evening chanting, doing the duties and responsibilities with mindfulness and awareness, this is even better. But if we keep practicing and our heart is joyful and bright, it has gained a certain level of calm and then we go off to be alone, then this will help a lot. Because... Bodily seclusion will help the mind to be calm and secluded. It helps us progress. Because when the body is alone, it promotes our inner peace. It encourages wisdom to arise. So may we be very careful of this in our practice. And as we already know, that sila, morality, is the cause for us to develop in samadhi, firm concentration. Samadhi is the cause for us to develop wisdom. So we contemplate the topic of sila. From time to time, we will contemplate into the precepts. For example, a monk has 227 precepts. What if we go through each precept and see if we are pure in it? We contemplate them one by one and see if we are pure in them or not. This is too much. Venerable Ajahn Chah said, It is with one thing. Our jetana, intention. If our intention is good, then our sila is all correct, because intention is sila. It is refraining, the determination not to do, not to break the precepts. Even lay people are the same, if they have the intention not to kill any living beings. And even though her husband was a hunter who earned a living by catching animals, killed animals taking their life using different weapons and this wife was the one who prepared the weapons, food, spears, traps for her husband because her husband had ordered her to. There is an example in the Suttas where there is a daughter of this rich man who had attained to Sodopana stream entry since childhood but as a young woman she eloped from home to go live with her husband who was a hunter and she was ordered by the husband to prepare the bow, arrows, prepare the spear, knife, and prepare traps in order to earn a living. The wife had to do it, but that wife had no intention. But this caused a lot of criticism. The Lord Buddha had said that she was a sotapanna, but why did she have to do such a thing? The monks told about this matter to the Buddha, and the Buddha said, Bhikkhus, a sotapanna won't kill any living beings. But this daughter of the rich man did so because she thought she was carrying out her duties, following the words of her husband. But this woman's mind did not have the thought that wanted her husband to commit the killing of living beings. The Buddha compared this by using a metaphor that In a hand without a wound, poison would cause no harm, or it could not be absorbed into the hand of the holder of the poison. There is no evil result for those who have not committed any evil, as there is no unwholesome intention. This one is worth thinking about and considering. Let us determine our intentions to practice Dhamma and cultivate the mind. This is called sila. And this sila is the cause that will lead to samadhi and wisdom to arise. So listening to Dhamma will naturally generate mindfulness and wisdom. And this is even if sometimes we may listen to a Dhamma speaker who teaches in a way we don't agree with. I have been this way before. I listened to Dhamma from different senior monks, But I wasn't that impressed. It didn't really resonate with me. This is because I had listened to the teachings of Venerable Ajahn Chah and it entered so deeply. I had once asked Ajahn Chah, Some teachers give Dhamma talks on a very high level Dhamma, like letting go. But I don't believe that they can let go yet. Venerable Ajahn Chah said, Oh, it's normal like that. Sometimes they are talking in terms of their knowledge, but they aren't yet talking from what they have actually practiced. I was still like a young child then, and I felt very satisfied at this answer. But later on, when I got older, I had more wisdom that, if there are dumber talks given all through the night, and Ajahn Chah, whom I respected the most, if he had no strength to speak all through the night then where will the work of the Buddha Sasana be able to get to? Those senior monks, they took the Dhamma they had practiced and found to tell us and teach us. Whether he knows or doesn't know, if the listeners contemplate it well, then they will naturally gain mindfulness and wisdom. They will have understanding arise all the same and they will have more inspiration arise. Like when I listened to a senior monk's talk about Tudong, staying in the cremation ground. Then I got the inspiration to go stay at the cremation ground as well, following what this monk talked about. Because that monk had entered the cremation ground before. He had trained like this before. So this is one example. So we can gain mindfulness and gain wisdom if when we listen, we listen with inner peace. As we listen, we establish awareness with our breath and practice along with the talk. When our minds gain calm, we will have a deep understanding arise. Even if that Dhamma is Dhamma that comes out from the mouth of a person who hasn't reached that truth, but our hearts can have better samadhi and wisdom. And we may even come to know and see the Dhamma. So we do this by studying deeply into this world and into Dhamma. When we have information and various knowledge, we will be able to solve our problems in our daily life well, with understanding and being established in Sila Dhamma. May all the goodness arise with the laity and with all the monks and novices. May you all grow in blessings.